Welcome back to the Scarlet Fever, the Daily Nebraskans' own sports podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Meyer. Alongside me is my co-host, Gavin Struve. Gavin, how are you doing on this fine afternoon? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to get the weekend started a little early with the Friday night game and mm-hmm. kind of clear the schedule to watch some uh, better non-Big Ten West football. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely an interesting week here in Lincoln as Nebraska heads for its true real road test here um, as they go to Piscataway coming off of that amazing victory against Indiana, their first big 10 victory in almost a year. Um, What was your biggest takeaway? We can just kind of dive into that Indiana game, a little bit of a recap. What was your biggest takeaway after that victory? Yeah, I think it has to be the defense. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anyone expected Mm -hmm. that quick of a fix um, and it'd be kind of foolish to expect it to be a long-term fix, but um, Nebraska fired Ch- Eric Ander, its defensive coordinator, promoted Bill Bush, and um, looked like it played a lot faster and freer, um, just more fluid in general, and um, pass rush was a little better, got home a couple more times, and the coverage was, I think, the most impressive part to me. That and the tackling. Yeah. How about you? It definitely was the defense there, because I think we thought as a team, if Nebraska's going to win this game, they're going to have to out-offense Indiana, which we thought they may be able to do. Um, but we didn't expect the defense to come out like that. And and despite some of the offensive shakiness throughout that game, the defense really stuck stuck through and held uh, Indiana to 14 points offensively. Obviously, they had that defensive touchdown on the uh, fumble in the end zone. But yeah, I, I was really impressed about specifically the open field tackling, how, how little separation Indiana's wide receivers were getting. I mean, throughout this season, we've gotten used to seeing um, wide receivers wide open over the middle downfield. Um, and Bazelak and company were really not able to get any of that separation that we've seen. Um, and that, and that's a big props to the secondary and what Bush was able to do in just about a week of preparation. Um, I think we're going to move into a little bit of position grades here. Um, I don't know about you, but I think the best position on the field had to be the wide receivers because of what Trey Palmer was able to do. I mean, that was an impressive performance to say the least. Yeah. He got to carry that group. Um, yeah, he, he was he was very strong. Um, so yeah, for those of you that are unfamiliar, position grades was a uh, store we used to run mm-hmm. um, every uh, game day, and we've um, cut it out temporarily now. But thought this might be an interesting way to kind of recap. Good the way to throw it in there. Days or the week's performance. So mm-hmm. what what grade would you give um, Nebraska Nebraska's receiving core? I guess mainly Trey Palmer. But. Yeah, I mean. I don't know that there can be anything other than an A. I don't know if we want to do A plus or A here, but I'm just going to say A um, because of what he was able to do. Um, really, I mean, that was his best performance of of his career, if I'm not By mistaken. Far, yeah. um, and that was kind of the the hype coming into the year. You know, we saw Trey Palmer come in. A lot of people were excited about what he could do, and he's played very well so far but that was kind of his his game where he comes out and says no this is who i am i'm an elite level wide receiver um in the entire country not just you know for big 10 yeah i don't know if you saw it, but he got put i think it was this morning on the bill Nickoff award watch yeah. list um so it's kind of a fitting time mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it was it was his first game over 100 receiving yards he'd been close a handful of times but he totally smashed that yeah. i think 158 or something that's pretty um, easy to do when you have a 75-yard touchdown. But Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, he was impressive. Um, definitely don't expect it to be that, I guess, one-sided Nebraska's receiving production. Um, in the future, they've got some more talented guys, obviously. We saw Oliver Martin at a big game. Yeah. Um, I think 65 receiving yards and a score. But 
also got Marcus Washington, Delonte, and I mean we've we've rambled at length on this yeah. pod about how much we like Nebraska's receiving core, but yeah. Um, I guess I can take the yeah. next position group. Uh, stick on the skill positions. Uh, we'll go quarterback actually. Okay. Um, so this is going to be a comprehensive grade um, for more than one person, <laughs> um, which hasn't always been the case. Yeah. Nebraska's mostly relied on Casey, but. Casey got himself in a little trouble on Saturday. He did. Um, Coaching staff was not having it with him a little bit there. Yeah, you saw Mark Whipple lay into him um, on the sideline after he took that sack, which um, I think the instant reaction to Nebraska having a multi-step drop on third and two was why was that play called the choice, <laughs> um, which wasn't necessarily Casey. But, yeah, should have known better. He's a veteran quarterback, and um, I think most people know by now put in a – Chip to the next drive, fumbled in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, so yeah, Casey's performance, pretty much what he's been all year. He hasn't really had an incredible singular game. Yeah. I don't know if you... But he's had some flashes in a couple of them. Um, I think I think Georgia Southern would probably be his best, but that's not going to obviously be remembered because of that. Yeah. Um, had some flashes against Northwestern. Um, but yeah, you're right. Not exactly... Not like too shocking of a performance from him, per se. No, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give him like a B plus, which is kind of what he's been all year. He's been about what I think we expected, maybe like five percent better. He's been pretty good. Yeah, he's been able um, to avoid those turnovers, which has been big because we saw it in a, cu- a couple of the first games where those turnovers were an issue. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. in this game, his turnover wasn't the issue; it was another quarterback's. Um, do you have an overall grade for the quarterbacks in this game? Yeah, and I, I feel bad for Chuba. Um, <laughs> he hasn't been really quite what we expected. I mean, he hasn't gotten consistent playing time, right. as you would expect. But he had a bad pick against Oklahoma. Also flashed some playmaking against Oklahoma. So, um, yeah, I think that miscue kind of drags the overall quarterback grade probably down to – I'm going to give him a C+. Okay. Yeah, that was that was about where I was at, too. Um, just as, as an overall grade. I was a little lower on Casey's performance than you were. Okay. Um, I, I thought he, he left a couple things on the table. Um, and there were a lot of times where he didn't get the ball away as soon as possible and took some unnecessary sacks, I le- at least I felt in my opinion. Um, and I know a lot of people want to blame the offensive line on on the fumble, but it, it looked like it from my opinion that, that Chuba kind of panicked and tried to throw it away and yeah. lost it in that. And It wasn't – yeah, it wasn't his fault that those guys were right. there, but he should have at least – I mean, he should have – you got to have the awareness to take the safety. And for a young guy, maybe maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm definitely around there. Um, I'm going to go with the running game because I'm actually interested to hear your thoughts on this. It didn't look great at first. And Grant kind of – Anthony Grant kind of racked up quietly. I believe it's 137 yards. Yeah. Um, a lot of it came on that final drive. That final drive really put the game away. Um, or the final big offensive scoring drive for Nebraska kind of put the game away. And, and they leaned on Grant heavily in that. I felt throughout the the – the middle part of the game that they didn't really get him as involved enough. So I gave him a P B plus. Um, I didn't, I thought the yard, the, the stats, yes, were an a, um, but overall I thought they could utilize him a little bit better. What do you think? You're right. Yeah. It was a quiet 130 plus yards. Um, as you said, especially, I mean, I don't know if that's because of how many carries he had. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything above like 15 or 20 yards, yeah. um, which has kind of been a theme with him. He's had a couple breakaways, but just steadily gets eight to 
12 yards mm-hmm. on half of his runs. And Nebraska um, will certainly take that. Definitely. Over anything, but Yeah, and he kind of he disappeared a tiny bit. He was he definitely did his job and then some. Um there was some stretch of the game where he wasn't as dominant as he's been early this season. Um also expected some other backs to get in more. I know you um would definitely would have loved to see some more Ramir Johnson. Yeah, man, I was uh, you know, we saw Yance, which was nice. Yeah, uh, we saw Irvin, which Irvin was a few nice. Times. Um Really sitting up there watching that game. I really wanted to see at least one snap from Amir, but I guess the coaching staff has kind of put their foot down there that that's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think overall they did a solid job, and they utilized Yant in the way that a lot of fans have asked for him to be utilized on that yeah, know, just, two two snaps from near the goal line, and it, it, you know, it worked. He punched it in. Yeah, I want to circle back. I believe I'm remembering now last week you asked me um, how much – the A.J. Allen injury mm-hmm. we think is going to affect um, just the ball-carrying distribution among the backs. And I think I said I thought it would be – it would probably still be about the same where Yant will get – or, sorry, Grant will get two-thirds of the carries, mm-hmm. maybe a couple more he would absorb. But really, he took – He took over, Most of yeah. the carries. I guess I expected Gabe Irvin to get a few more carries than he did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but – it was interesting to see Grant develop into such a bell cow back. Yeah, I think previously it had kind of been like Grant gets two drives and then Allen gets thrown in for yeah. a drive. It wasn't really like a third down, first down, second down, or a third down back kind of thing. It was kind of like every other drive, every two or three drives. Um, but it really was Grant in this game, and, and the stats show it. He, he had one of his better performances without even busting out a huge run like we've seen prior. Um, do you have any other uh, position grades you want to get to? Um. I guess we'll run through super quick the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm. I think I have pretty good football knowledge, but I don't know that I'm um, tuned in enough on um, like specific X and O schematics with right. uh, blocking to give a um, great analysis of it. But I mean, obviously, it wasn't good. Let up. Uh, was it four first half sacks and a couple of them led to those led to that fumble and then a couple of intentional groundings for Casey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was rough. They did enough um, opening lanes on the ground, I guess we should give them some credit for. And that kind of got mm-hmm. lost. Um, and there were times, I mean, there's been times where like for a couple isolated plays where they've like looked pretty good. You're like, damn, Casey has a lot of time. Yeah. And I think we said it like while he was throwing that 70-yard touchdown pass to right. Trey. He, they held up. Yeah, but in general, I guess I'd give – because the because the run game was decent, I'll give him a D plus for the line. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to not look at it without the the back to back personal personal uh, yeah that fouls was and the ejection. It was kind of just Nebraska style, you know, comical. Of course, this happens, um, but you know. Honestly, it didn't really affect the play of the offensive line that much. I don't know what what that has to say about my man Corcoran, but um, I know a lot of fans were upset with Ben Hart and how he played. But at the end of the day, they did enough to allow Casey to get time to make that touchdown play, and that yeah. was kind of the difference in the game. Obviously, it was a 14-point game, but I think that, that touchdown obviously turned the tide after kind of a weird third quarter and that, that fourth quarter touchdown kind of put it away. Um, I want to ask you, were you more impressed with the defensive line or the secondary? Um, both played pretty well. I know they finally got through to get some sacks. Nelson had a pretty nice game. Robinson finally got a sack. Um, were you more impressed with the coverage or were you more impressed with the pressure they got on Bazelak? 
Okay, so I think the defensive line was a little better, but I was more, I guess, impressed or surprised with the secondary. Um, the defensive line, you know, that I mean, obviously that was a pretty – more so the edge rushers. That was a pretty right. highly tied group. Yeah. Um, and they've gotten decent pressure this year, it seems like, at all games. Um, finally got home a couple more times than they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we should credit them. Indiana's not a great running team, but they, yeah. they pretty much entirely shut down the run game except for one, like, 20 – five 30 yard carry um so yeah but i was i was pretty impressed they got they drew some flags for sure at the secondary but they pretty much locked up save for i'd say one and a half drives late in the second quarter mm-hmm. nebraska secondary pretty much locked up um indiana's receivers yeah. and those were they were without their top two guys right that, that's something i think but still it's got to be considered but given that you, you can only do what you give is put in front of you yeah, exactly um, I, I was very impressed with the secondary, um, just because, you know, I mean, we talked about Bazelak, loved to throw the ball very much what we expected Threw the ball a lot. Didn't run the ball very much. Um, Bazelak had, I think less than a 50, maybe just exactly a 50% completion percentage. So they were able to not necessarily completely shut him down, but nothing, nothing worse than what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, you know. He, he played against Nebraska, how, how he's played against most teams this year. Um, but for the de- defensive line, I think, yes, they did get the pressure, but it came at more opportune times, I'd say. Um, and it, and it kind of the, – the, there were two of the sacks that really got the whole team, the whole crowd back involved in the game. Um, and I thought Nelson really stepped up as a captain and as the cornerstone of that defense. He's been very vocal about how disappointed he's been um, with his effort and his defense's effort. So it was, it was nice to see for him to finally get through, get two sacks, really feel like that guy on the defense. Um, and I know he talked about it post game. Um, you have any other positions you want to get to or anything you want to talk about the, the, the grades on that one? Yeah, I'd I'd probably toss the uh, D line, say B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think you'd give the secondary? I'd probably go. I'd probably go B B plus there too as well. Yeah. I think it's hard not to want to say A because of what we've seen so far this year. But it wasn't. Um, it wasn't incredible. It, it wasn't it incredible. Was solid. Um, a lot better than what we've seen this year so far. So they get extra points for that. Um, but just looking at it game by game basis, nothing incredible. Um, I was just super impressed overall by the team's effort because I think the 14 point score, the, the 14 point win. Well, yes, it was a, you know a comfortable win. The game wasn't all that comfortable until the fourth quarter. Um, and I know you've talked about how much you want to see them win a close game. While this wasn't necessarily a close game by any means. It was back and forth until about the fourth quarter on that 75-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was It was late enough in the game where it was like a time where you could have seen last year's Nebraska right. team fold, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, I think, like 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter when they hit that touchdown, went up seven, and then got the ball back, what, like two minutes after, mm. and then scored again. So, like, that's, that's, that's not quite like crunch time, but or clutch time, you might say, but um, it's pretty close to it. And, uh, I mean, it was a fourth-quarter victory, even if it didn't come down to the wire. So encouraging, but I'd still be curious to see how this team performs in, like, a true um, one-score game. Right. Um, But, I mean, more 
more power to them that they didn't have to end up going right you don't you'd you'd hope they don't have to get into those positions um but yeah they still have yet to show that they can do that over the past two years um i think it was funny when when they blocked the punt for the touchdown um shout out hartzog you know when i i was watching that that was almost like a reverse of what I'm I would expect that to happen in Nebraska right yeah exactly. you know um, it's still a close game and all of a sudden a punt block kind of puts all the momentum on the other side we saw it last year against Iowa um, so for Nebraska's special teams to be able to make a play which is something we haven't seen in a long time um, really showed that what Bill Bush was able to do on that special teams unit was not necessarily just because he was the coach because now obviously he's taken over for the defense but what he's been able to you know teach throughout this offseason the special teams is miles ahead of where they were last year at least yeah. in my opinion um, we haven't seen nearly any big blunders and they've made plays so we wanted them to be at least just average and they i feel like they've made a couple of nice plays um it, enough to warrant um you know i'd say a decent grade there for the special teams yeah i'd probably I don't know. They 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 were really good. Um, from what we saw, Nebraska again didn't kick a field goal. I don't think they've made a field goal since uh, they haven't made a field goal since the North Dakota game. Right. And they're one and four on the season. <laughs> um, it was a forty six yarder, uh, which is kind of surprising. But yeah, I mean, other than that, they did everything right. Blocked that punt. Um, actually, I forgot about the return game. Kind of got mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Palmer's Palmer did well there too. Yeah, he had a he had like a twenty yard return. He had a couple others that were like around five yards. So that was that was definitely encouraging to see. Um yeah, I'd probably like I don't know, I'd I'd toss him like a A minus. Yeah. And Bushini was locked up in that punters battle in the third quarter a little bit. Um I think he got out dueled a little bit there, but the Nebraska's defense was able to kind of just keep that back and forth. It was like Indiana had it deep in their own territory. They'd punt to the 50, Nebraska would punt it right back. And that was how kind of the third quarter played out. Um, but definitely a good sign. I know you you uh, mentioned this in your um, Rutgers preview that Nebraska's um, been able to punch in red zone drives a lot more often. That might be why we haven't seen them kick too many field goals. Yeah. Last year that was an issue. So, you know, maybe the lack of field goals has actually been a good thing for Nebraska so far. Yeah, it definitely can have um, can be sp- spun in a good light. Um, they've their actual like red zone percentage is like pretty average, but their like touchdown percentage is I think what's like 14th nationally. Um, so I don't know which you'd rather have. But right. They've been pretty good in the red zone mm-hmm. either way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one more thing I want to touch on in this game is I want to get your thoughts on how the coaching staff has been able to make changes. Um, They've shown willingness to make those changes, and I think that's what's really been good about this season. Frost didn't like to make a lot of changes, kind of stuck with his guys, stuck with his his players, his mindset. We've already seen in two weeks Mickey make a change at defensive um, coordinator and then Whipple pulling out Thompson in the middle of the game. Didn't pay off, but it showed his willingness to make those changes. Um, And then some some interesting moments from pressers this week. Um, Obviously, Joseph saying that he wants to go win the West, which all power to him. I love that he's saying that. That in a in a press conference and Whipple had an interesting moment yesterday that is a little a little not safe for work but um, you know I, I've 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 been impressed with the coaching staff off of that win um, very it seems like they've energized the locker room um, but also kept them focused going forward into Rutgers not getting too emotional about a victory over Indiana yeah it definitely seems like Mickey's taken his best uh, 
best shot at the head job, yeah. um, which is what you want to see. I mean, that's probably the best case scenario here for Nebraska fans is that Mickey wins um, whatever is that Mickey wins five more games. Mm-hmm. They make a bowl game and he takes the job. I right. guess. Um, if Mickey, if Mickey wins the job, then that means Nebraska has a good season. Yeah, so I think in either, either case, it's either you bring in a, a better coach next year or you have a good season this year. So, uh, definitely exciting for Nebraska's fan base coming off that win. Um, but given the fact that it was an emotional win, it is a short week. It can't get too focused on the past. Um, do you have anything else we, you want to touch on about Indiana before we move into Rutgers here? Oh no, I'm all I'm all ready to talk about. Uh, all right, talk about this game that's set to be played in uh, beautiful Piscataway on yeah. Friday. Definitely an interesting matchup to say the least. Um, Nebraska oddly has had a lot of night games so far for being a yeah one of the, one of the worst teams in the country, um, and Rutgers welcoming them. For uh, I think you said blackout night game. Yeah, blackout. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, uniform wise, I'm hoping Nebraska wears all white so we can see something. Little, little just flash on the very the turf aesthetically there. pleasing. Yeah, um, all black versus all white it would be cool. But um, yeah, I don't know that Mickey wants wants to worry about that, um, especially where the program is. But yeah, it'll 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 present an interesting atmosphere. Um, I'm not sure how rocking. Yeah, Rutgers. I'm not gets. too too comfortable, too familiar with how Rutgers fan base is, but yeah, it's a maybe smaller night game. Yeah, it's a smaller stadium, but I would think it'd be pretty full with a Friday night game. Right. Um, I mean, big brand name coming in and should mm-hmm. be a relatively close game. And far enough away where Nebraska is probably not going to take over like we see against some other schools like Northwestern That's per true. se. Um, so I know you you finished up your preview, um, your scouting report for Rutgers. Um, just talk me through a couple of the things that you, you noticed, that you fa- found out, um, that you like about this matchup for Nebraska, things you don't like about this matchup for Nebraska. Um, any big takeaways that you have after looking through Rutgers? Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, as, as it's been for Nebraska last few, last few weeks, um, there's a lot of unknowns with this matchup. Um, I, I didn't really read too far into anything um when doing my deep research on Rutgers or nothing that like really stood out that Nebraska can exploit or vice versa mm-hmm. um I think it's a slightly less favorable matchup like terms stylistically how the teams operate than Indiana was okay um but I also kind of think in the same at the same time that Nebraska probably has to feel better about its chances going to this one than they did last week yeah um yeah it's it's a Rutgers, I mean, they've looked worse, a lot worse in their two Big Ten games, um, but have a pretty high statistically ranking defense. Um, I think it's at least like a decent average defense. Um, it'll fall a bit, but um, specifically where it's interesting is they are better at run defense, which Nebraska is a little more run heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, do you think that's going to present any problems or do you think nebraska is just not going to change its approach at all i think i doubt they change their approach the, the most interesting thing that i was looking at with Rutgers is you look at the statistics and they you're right they do rank uh, you know in the top half in the big 10 in both pass defense and rush defense which i, I was thinking well i don't i mean they've looked decent but i guess it, against big 10 the games that i've mm-hmm. seen that have been nationally televised that i wasn't really impressed with Rutgers defense um so I think I think 
their um, ranking have been a little bit swayed by those first three games where they did shut down some good. Uh, they did sh- mostly shut down opposing defenses against Boston College, Wagner, um, and Temple. Um, the offense has not looked great in any of those games per se. Um, but no. it, it is interesting because I was I, I was like, well, they gave up a lot. You know, they gave twenty seven points to Iowa. Um, really didn't allow. Uh, Ohio State kind of ran all over them, but yet they still rank sixth in rush defense, where Nebraska still ranks 14th, I believe, um, in the Big Ten. I don't think it definitely a better defense than what we saw against Indiana. I don't think it's going to play that much of a role. I think Nebraska is still going to kind of stick to their guns. I think Anthony Grant is good enough to go against a solid run defense and still have a good performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I this think, will be an interesting, I guess, fork in the road for him. Is, yeah. Um, Rutgers good, not great rush defense. You saw he didn't perform incredibly against Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. is an okay run defense. At the, uh-huh. I guess at the time, I don't know how Martinez is a yeah massive game really affected and, their and rankings. TCU, I guess ran all over. Yeah. Him. So that that was a weird um, development in hindsight, but yeah, it'll be. I think that's kind of one of our biggest questions is how. I guess just how Anthony Grant does yeah. and if they rely on him as much as they did last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I'll just skip to my X Factor. He is my X Factor. Uh, last week, my X Factor was Trey Palmer, and that worked out well for me. So I think yeah. I'll just – I think I'll go with Anthony Grant this week, um, kind of how he's going to take advantage of a Rutgers defense that, you know, gave up Mayan Williams, uh, no Trayvon Henderson last week. He ran all over that team. Obviously, I think Ohio State's offense is – quite significantly better than Nebraska's. Um, but I think Anthony Grant, you know, he's up there in, in the in the upper echelon of running backs, at least in the Big Ten. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do against a Rutgers defense that is solid, but not special in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about, I mean, the first thing I brought up was how, um, I mean, we, we said Nebraska, or sorry, Rutgers is good against both the Run in the past, they've both been solid, better against the run. Um, I don't think it's going to change how Nebraska operates. Um, I think I think they'll kind of just try to do, as Scott Frost once said his introductory press conference, they'll have uh, Rutgers adapt to him, have, <laughs> have the Big Ten adjust to them. Absolutely. That is that is shown to uh, work out well for Nebraska. Make, make, the, make the Big Ten adjust to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I was actually interested because last week, C.J. Stroud, I don't know if you saw it, he had his worst passing yardage of his career at Ohio State against Rutgers, which obviously I think was a little bit swayed by the dominant dominance of that game. It was 49 to 10. I don't think, you know, I think Ohio State probably just leaned on the run a little bit more. But still, to hold C.J. Stroud to 150-something yards is still impressive. I don't know how that well that's going to bode for Casey Thompson, who... Yes, we've said he's solid, but he is still, I'd say, an average quarterback. Um, do you think, in your research, do you think that Casey Thompson is going to be able to still make plays, or is Nebraska going to have a little bit of an issue on the offensive side of the ball here? I don't think an issue per se. I think um, I wrote in my either my scouting report or um, score prediction. I don't, I don't remember which as we were doing both in the last couple of hours, but <laughs> um, that if Nebraska comes out as it did against Indiana, which was a good offensive performance yeah. not great but very uneven uneven for sure up yeah. and down um good enough i think if they come out that way um and the defense looks like it did last week which is no guarantee they'll do enough to win um i think ideally for nebraska the offense would look better and Rutgers is a better defense than indiana so that'll be that'll be interesting how they come out 
um, if they're they've been pretty aggressive all season throwing it downfield. Um, I think Casey is going to be hard pressed to get to like 250 pass yards again. Um, don't think it's possible, but um, I think they would definitely benefit from, um, depending on his health, integrating Travis Vokalek more into the offense. Yeah, that was, um, we didn't see much of him this week. He may no, have we got a few targets, but yeah, nothing, had, nothing crazy. Yeah, he had one shorter catch. Um, yeah, it'll. I I really think even though Rutgers rates slightly higher against the rush, that Nebraska would probably um, be better suited to lean on the run game mm-hmm. if they're able, um, especially because they've had um, some issues in their first few games with ball control. And Rutgers has been pretty good and rates high in time of possession. Um, so Nebraska has the guys to beat them at their own game. Um, blocking's been better for rushing plays and passing plays, I feel like, for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the best path to success. Do you think there's anything they could do differently with KC than in past weeks? I don't know. It's just it's so interesting to me because we've we've seen Nebraska start very well on their first drive and kind of pull away at the end of the game in their two victories. So if this game's going to be a victory, I would kind of expect it to be the same where Nebraska comes out hot, lets Rutgers catch up to them, and then pulls away late. Um, that's how I see the game going. If Casey Thompson can avoid turnovers, I think Nebraska can be fine. But if we saw him throw a couple like we saw in Northwestern, then it's when it's like, well, now you know, now Rutgers has the ball in plus territory. Yeah. Um, but if they can avoid the turnovers, I'm not I'm not too worried about um, how well Casey Thompson is going to do. Rutgers has not allowed a 300 yard passer yet. Um, Casey Thompson is not a perennial 300 yard passer by any means, um, but he has you know kind of pushed that number a few games. I think he'll have not a great performance, um, but I had, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be too much. I don't think it'll be enough to stop Nebraska's offense. And the Rutgers will need to stop Nebraska's offense, in my opinion. I'm very low on Nebraska, uh, Rutgers' offense, I think, as most are. Just they've not been able to put points on the board this season. So it's going to have to. I think it's going to have to be a defensive battle if Rutgers wants to win this game. Um, and whether or not they are able to do that might might prove whether they're going to be, be able to beat Nebraska. Yeah, it'll really be about if they're able to pull Nebraska down to their level, which a lot of teams have been able to do with Nebraska in recent years. Um, their their game plan is going to be to try to muddy things up and, um, I guess, hold Nebraska's hold Nebraska back. Um, to rewind like a minute, um, I thought it was interesting you brought up turnovers in field position mm-hmm. because when I interviewed um, the – I interviewed um, – Jack Basaha, who's the, um, I think, senior editor for Rutgers Student Newspaper, um, he had said that one of the biggest things he's going to be watching for is Rutgers needs to generate turnovers and win the turnover battle because, like you kind of hinted at, he's very, um, he's not he's not confident in Rutgers' ability to consistently drive the length of the field, mm. a long field, and score. And that doesn't that doesn't uh, show well against most people are not scared of Nebraska's defense like that. So even Rutgers may not be confident in their own offense to make drives there. Yeah, yeah. So they they would definitely be love to be helped a little bit by Nebraska's miscues and operate with the short field for a couple scores. Um, pivoting to the matchup of Rutgers' offense against Nebraska's defense, mm-hmm. I think the greater stylistic dip, dissonance is actually. Um, in Rutgers' rush attack versus Nebraska's rush defense, I think that's – I would go as far as to say that's the greatest disparity between the two teams. I okay. think Nebraska looks better on paper still, 
but that's that's definitely a way a place where Rutgers could gain an advantage. Um, I think you've noted a couple times in your power rankings, um, Rutgers has a pretty good rush yeah, attack. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's particularly so when they have the quarterback rush game going, which um, we'll see with the injuries, and we'll probably hit on their um, three-headed quarterback operation yeah. later. But um, they've been a pretty good ground team. They've been pretty anemic through the air. Um, and Nebraska, obviously, has been pretty bad on defense overall, save for last week, and has been especially bad on the ground. Um they they're last in the Big Ten. One of the stats I had in my um, scouting report is Nebraska's last in the Big Ten in um, thirty plus yard plays allowed, um, which that's that's kind of like my barrier for an explosive play, um, thirty plus yards. Yeah. Everyone I guess is subjective um, opinions about that um, or objective, but um, so yeah, sorry, Nebraska's last in the Big Ten there, and they've allowed fourteen, and eleven of them have been on the ground. Eleven of those big plays um so yeah that's definitely Rutgers will probably see I'd set the over under at one and a half two and a half of those um it'll be interesting to see if Nebraska can contain um their rush attack which isn't just one guy it's multiple dudes Mm -hmm, definitely I think if the best way for for Rutgers to win this game is to not fall down to an early lead because if they're going to have to rely on the pass game to get themselves back into the game it, it'll be that's going to be tough i just I, you you said they're you know a lower tier i would go as to far as say that they're battling iowa for the worst passing game so far um and we can touch on that that quarterback battle right now um i know uh Vedril played no Vedril played last week but didn't run the ball um what do you do you anticipate when you're talking to um what was his name um, Jack Basada. Jack Basada. Did but. he did he give any uh, um, indication of what he thinks they're going to roll out there? I know he said his biggest X factor is Evan Simon. Um, does is he high on Vedral or is he more of a Simon guy? Yeah, he's definitely operating under the assumption that Simon's going to be the guy. Okay. Um, he he talked about how um, Coach Greg Schiano is um, notoriously tight lipped about that stuff with yeah. injuries. Um, he, he only went as far as to classify, I think it was Vedral has an upper body injury and Wimsat, their other quarterback has a lower body injury, right? which is very vague. Yeah. Um, There's nothing out there right now on, that's going to indicate who's going to be the starter. So I think Nebraska will have to prepare for any prepare and all for three, three guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think Wimsat actually started the first three games and then hasn't mm. played the last two and Vedral finally got in last game. Didn't. Took five snaps, ran the ball four times, which is kind of curious for a quarterback, and didn't throw a pass. Um, but yeah, I I, um, I have kind of a weird affinity for Gavin Wimsatt. Um, I thought it was like pretty huge when he committed to Rutgers. I was like, hey, good for them. I, he was on my radar as um, a dude Nebraska recruited. Um, kind of strikes me as, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, but like a more impressive, at least physical version of um, William Watson, the dual threat quarterback Nebraska has coming in from the mm-hmm. Northeast. Um, but yeah, Wimsat's very talented. He's a big dude, um, dual threat. And we've seen already this year, he's um, made his mark on the ground in the quarterback run game. Um, and I think that's who they like to be the long-term feature of the program. Um, so if I'll be, I'll be definitely more concerned as Nebraska's coaches, if, somehow he's the starter um if he's healthy 
again because um, I think he presents the widest range of outcomes. Yeah, it's definitely a hard preparation goal when you have to prepare every guy, three guys that are fairly different. I'd say. I mean, you said Simon's one of the you know the least athletic, and he's been the go-to guy the last couple of weeks. So a lot of that big town film is from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a nice game against Iowa. Um, but that's been their only 300-yard passing game of the season. Um, now, granted, against Iowa, so maybe that's a salt, maybe that's a good look. Um, but they scored 10 points against them. They've scored 10 points against Ohio State. Um, I believe it was 16 points against Temple and 22 points against Boston College. So against those teams, we won't mention Wagner. Um, they've just not been able to put points on the board. And like I said, if Nebraska is able to put points on the board, they're going to win this game. Um, even though Nebraska's defense hasn't hasn't shown to do that, um, I liked what you said um, about the thirty the thirty plus yarders. Um, we've we saw a couple, I believe, a couple this week from Nebraska. But you're right, um, they haven't been able to do that. If I'm reading this right, it, Rutgers hasn't been able to put them together either, have they? Um, Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nebraska's offense actually, and they were very good at this last year, which was um, kind of surprising then. But Nebraska's offense has generated explosive chunk plays. Um, it's that their defense is letting up so many. Okay. Like, their defense has been awful in that regard. Um, and Rutgers' offense has been almost as bad in that regard. So um, something's, mm-hmm. something's going to change. Hard to do with no pass attack. I'm, I'm guessing Rutgers gets one or two big plays. Okay. Um, but. That, that doesn't necessarily have to be a death knell for Nebraska's defense. Yeah. I'm interested to see how momentum plays a role. Um, I know coaches always say 1-0 on the season uh, or 1-0 on the week, but Rutgers is coming off two tough losses. Their last win was not exactly an impressive win, um, two tough losses, and Nebraska comes off a coaching change, another coaching change, and then a victory over a Big Ten team. Um, I'm interested to see how that Nebraska momentum plays into this. Because they definitely feel like the team that's on the upswing where as Rutgers is looking up at the Big Ten East and like, well, we just don't compete with any of these, yeah. with any of these teams now except maybe Indiana. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska's playing with nothing to lose at this point. Right. That's, that's kind of what Trev Alberts accomplished by firing Scott Frost early. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably going to happen three weeks later anyway. And then now they've had some time in a mess and gel as we saw last week. And I think they're really going to bring their own momentum, their own kind of swag to tomorrow's tomorrow night's uh, contest under the lights. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, I mean, we really, you can get any number of styles of games with Nebraska. Right. Um, given they have a pretty malleable and balanced offense and given the defense has now shown some bipolar performances. Um, but yeah, it should be, should be a cool kind of weird game. Um, the Big Ten hasn't had too many Friday night games. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't expect that to impact it much, but... Yeah, I don't necessarily think the short week will impact it. Uh, the night game may impact it, but as we've seen, the playing in an, an opposing team on the road sometimes can hype you up if you've got that kind of underdog mentality. Yeah. Um, Which and I then, don't know if they do, but... Yeah, that's true. Um, but definitely, like like you said, nothing to lose here. Yeah. Let's make a run at it. I know, you know, Joseph said that, like, look, we're, first, we're tied for first place in the Big Ten West somehow. Um, this is our most... I think one of the most winnable games left on the schedule, if not the most winnable game left on the schedule, go in Friday night, win that game. You're in first place in the Big Ten West Some somehow. I don't even know how that's possible. Um, but obviously what we saw after last Saturday, 
they go from that night game straight into a game against Purdue, which is definitely a more um, haunting, daunting opponent, definitely Another a more daunting <laughs> um, stadium. Uh, blackout at Purdue is a little bit different than a blackout at Rutgers, um, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Anything else you want to touch on with this Rutgers team before we move on? Nah, do you want to jump into um, kind of hit on our score predictions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see here. I'll pull that up. Yeah, so we we released the um, our football beat writer score predictions. Um, we always do it two days before, or no, sorry, one day before kickoff. Um, so usually we get it up um, midnight Friday, so going into Friday morning, mm-hmm. it's up on the site. Um, Pushing everything up, just like Mickey Joseph has. Yeah, we pushed it up a day, um, so it'll be out tomorrow morning, actually. But um, because we have it done today and we're still recording on a Wednesday, um, we now actually have our fully formed predictions. Um, so yeah, we all we all picked Nebraska to win, which wasn't the case last week. Um, do you want to kind of hit on yours first and yeah. how you see your best guess at how this matchup will play out? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think we're pretty similar in the the final score here. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, I expect Nebraska to come out hot like they have in pretty much every contest so far. Um, again, maybe fall off a little bit through the second and third quarter before pulling away at the end for a 30-17 to 17 victory. Um, I like Rutgers to have their highest point total since um, week two just because Nebraska's defense is one of the worst that they've played. Um, but I also like Nebraska to be able to put up a decent amount of points here nothing crazy because Rutgers defense is good like we said but kind of just carrying that momentum over um, I expect uh, Anthony Grant to have a big game and then like I said I I do think that Nebraska's offense will struggle to pass the ball a little bit that's why I don't expect any sort of blowout or any crazy high percentage of scoring honestly I might honestly expect a little bit less scoring from either team um, than I actually originally after talking through this because I, the more I look at it, the more I, I see more of kind of a defensive battle possibly um, shaping up just because of how the two teams match up. Um, I kind of expect another back-and-forth contest like we saw in Indiana, but an ultimate victory for Nebraska by a comfortable margin of 13 points. Gotcha. If that's comfortable. I don't know if that's comfortable. But Yeah, I mean, it could be like last week where it was comfortable at the end, but most of the game it mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable. Um, I'm pretty similar. I mean, our score predictions differ by three points, um, which wasn't planned, but, um, (laughs) great minds think alike. I guess we'll see on uh, Friday, um, if that holds true, but yeah, I mean, I predicted a relatively low scoring game as well. 44 total points, I think would classify as that. Um, and I think more so it'll end up that way. Um, more because less because it'll be a defensive battle and more because, of the ineptitude of the two teams. Right. Um, I don't think either of these teams is awful or as bad as they, they have been in recent years. I mean, Nebraska de- debatably is. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is just like I'm I'm probably buying too much into the Friday, October night game um, aspect of it, but I think this is just going to play out as a weird game. That, that's very – I could see it. Rutgers, Nebraska, two historic programs to say the least. Yeah, um, in different ways. In a in a weird Friday game, but I'm I'm excited because I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how both of these teams respond to one getting blown out last week, one having a huge win against an Indiana team. That's normally that wouldn't be a huge win, but um, yeah, the Friday night October kind of kind of a serene. The scene is set 
in Piscataway, New Jersey. I'm excited to watch that one. Yeah, it's it sets up as I I just don't see like Rutgers. I think as long as Nebraska doesn't have like a absolute barrage of mistakes, it'll be fine because I don't. Maybe I'm wrong with this Nebraska defense, but I don't really see Rutgers being able to score enough to um, win unless they can completely shut down Nebraska's offense, which I don't think they will. Um, and unless, so it, it, yeah, again, it's going to take Nebraska giving Rutgers short field a couple times mm-hmm. um, in order for them to win. And yeah, I also have Nebraska covering um, the three-point line, which seems kind of low, um, but I have them winning in kind of an ugly 27-17 to 17 game. Sounds good. Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, not really. Um, I think we were um, kind of thinking about talking about the uh, volleyball team, mm-hmm. kind of where they're at. Um, Nebraska's superior um, fall sport <laughs> over the last couple of decades. Um, not a whole lot of development since we had Jay on last week. Um, I don't know. Did any Does anything strike you about their um, – I guess just October schedule the last week, this next week in general. Yeah, I know last week, obviously, they have, I believe, a four-game road trip here. Mm-hmm. Um, they already played Rutgers in Maryland. As far as what I can tell, they weren't as impressive as victories as many had hoped against those teams who are at the bottom of the Big Ten. Um, and I know that's kind of reflected in Nebraska dropping. I know you said they dropped to four in some rankings and, and three in others um, at this point. Um, I know Jay had Purdue jumping them this week in his Big Ten volleyball rankings, um, which is, you know, it's all right. I guess we'll have to see how Purdue and uh, Nebraska match up. I believe that's October 19th when they get to play each other. Um, So Nebraska will play this week, Thursday at 7 p.m. against Michigan State and then travel right next door to Michigan on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I don't know that they'd come home during that. That might be an interesting thing to look into. I bet they came home after the. I'm sure they came home after the last. Right. Uh, I mean, between stretch, between uh, Michigan State. And yeah. Michigan. Was, the, was it a two day break? Yeah, between? it's just a Friday I, off, I and then they'll... they travel. You know, just over to from East Lansing to Ann Arbor, which I assume they'll stay up north there and enjoy. Yeah. The, interesting schedule. The there. fall. The fall colors. The fall foliage. Not really um, something we're seeing here in Lincoln yet so far. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think the most. Um, most notable thing there is, I mean, Nebraska's schedule sets up, despite it them being on a road trip right now, um, it sets up pretty favorably. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to learn a whole lot, I don't think, for a couple weeks. Um, there's there's some like pretty high-profile teams sprinkled in there, but there hasn't been um, anyone big since Nebraska hosted Ohio State and won that five-site match um, a week and a half ago. And then... Um, yeah, Michigan State, they already swept, um, albeit at home. Um, the Michigan game might might be interesting. I think Michigan is ranked in the yep. toward the bottom of the top 25. Um, and then Penn State um, next Friday uh, will also be an interesting home game. Nebraska will be favored there. But, um, yeah, nothing nothing really big until um, – and then even, like, later on in October, it's just, like, they've got Purdue, they've got Wisconsin road games, but they're sprinkled between more winnable games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we'll like learn that much about this team until um, mid-November when they've got this crazy five-game stretch of at Ohio State, um, at Iowa, which that one should be fine, but then they host Purdue, Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota. That will be it. That's tough. a gauntlet. Yeah, 
uh, hopefully it'll you know it'll, it'll prepare them for the more challenging teams to come. Um, it, it's interesting because all these games are expected to be wins, at least by most Nebraska fans. You know, the the standard is that they win every single one of the games. Now, obviously, most likely they're not going to sweep the rest of their schedule. No, no. Um, but it's hard to learn much from a win um, when you know uh, you know we got out with a win. It's good from a coaching's perspective, but you know it was you know not as dominant of a win over Maryland as they would have liked. Um, so going forward, I think the dominant wins are going to be what people want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a coaching perspective, you don't really teach dominant wins. You teach getting, you know, a 3-1 victory is probably um, what they're looking for. Um, I know John Cook doesn't really settle for mediocrity, though. Um, anything else you want to touch on with volleyball before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, like, kind of tough. They started number one this season, which they haven't in a couple years. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 unfair. It kind of places this title or bust um, yeah. expectation on them. and. They've only lost once this year. They um, navigated the non-conference better than they did last year, but they um, they've slowly fallen. Um, every few weeks, they drop a spot. Drop a so spot, they're, yeah. they're third in the ABCA poll, and then the NCAA um, tournament, I think, selection committee released their early um, early picture where the teams stand. And Nebraska was fourth there, mm-hmm. um, which still still pretty good. I don't think any of that co- qualifies as disappointment this early. Um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think like real air image of or our idea of this Nebraska volleyball team will ch- change yeah. until that um, November stretch. But even uh, I don't I mean if they win at Michigan and then versus Penn State in this next week, that would be very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they lose at Purdue at Wisconsin, they probably won't drop too much. But yeah, excited to see where um, things shake out for them in the next month or so um, and. I guess enjoy this um, Big Ten conference that's a lot better than the product that the football <laughs> teams are putting out. Yeah, uh, it's it's been it was an interesting week for Nebraska to say the least. Um, at least I, from what I saw, every sport won in their respective sports, um, and the basketball team won their uh, scrimmage okay. against each other. So good good week for Nebraska sports. Uh, maybe going forward, we'll see more of those. Um, with the volleyball team still being one of the nation's best and the football team improving at least somewhat going forward. Uh, anything else you have to say before we get out of here? No, I think that's about it. We hit it all. Um, take the uh, take the weekend, maybe see if it changes our Big Ten perception at all. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week to hash it out. Yeah, excited for that. Um, Friday night game, under the lights. I'm excited. Definitely be tuning in. That'll be a good game before moving on to Purdue week um, with maybe a Nebraska team that could be top of the uh, Big Ten West come Saturday when everybody else kicks off. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next Wednesday to preview all of that and talk about this Rutgers game. We will see you then.